Governor Ron DeSantis has flown 50 illegal immigrants to the luxury vacation destination of Martha's Vineyard. And Governor Greg Abbott has sent two busloads to the doorstep of Kamala Harris. And of course, the Democrats, who are the party of open borders, are having an absolute meltdown over it. We are seeing one of the biggest border backtracks to ever hit the U.S. on the Democratic Party side, at least. And it is absolutely beautiful to see. Now, we see that thousands of illegal immigrants immigrants are coming across the border every single day here in Texas and Arizona. Remember that FAIR reported just last month that 4.9 million illegal aliens have crossed our border since President Joe Biden took office. But yeah, the left is up in arms about 50 illegal immigrants at Martha's Vineyard. Let's go ahead and watch how one of the homeless coordinators in Martha's Vineyard has responded to the illegal immigrants showing up at her island. So, what are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are uh, we have at some point in time they have to move somewhere else, right? We we cannot we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants, um, and we we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so the, we don't we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. They don't have housing for 50 more people on Martha's Vineyard. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this episode. Of course, we're going to be discussing, like I said, the biggest border backtrack that we have ever seen from the party of open borders. Now, while I don't agree with, uh, you know, Republican governors giving illegal immigrants a uh, first class ticket deeper into the United States, watching the liberal meltdown over this has been absolutely hilarious. Now, before we get into the episode, please remember that this show is funded by you guys. And if you would like to support my work, I do have a subscribe star that I just started. If you guys would like access to it, the link is down below. If you become a subscriber, you will have access to direct messaging with me and you will also get a link to the entire I guess I call it a show script, but it's all of the links to the articles, to the tweets, to the videos that I use for this show. So go check that out right now. Uh, on top of that, I also put some exclusive content up there and some insight into the next trips that I'm going to be going on. So if you would like to support me, subscribestar.com slash Savannah-Hernandez. That's Savannah with one N. Also, before we move forward, we have to give a big shout out to the sponsor of our show, Old Country Soap. Remember, you can use coupon code S. SAV, that is SAV, for 20% off of your order. Now, this is one of my favorite products, and I, of course, advertise it to you guys because I use it myself every single day. comes with a great sisal fiber soap bag that is great for exfoliating the skin, and uh, some of the incredible ingredients in this soap, bentonite clay, tallow, a lot of you ask, SAV, your skin looks great, you're glowing, what's going on? Well, I take beef liver supplements, that's one of it. You got to do, you know, skincare from the inside, but then on the outside, I am using old country soap, I'm exfoliating, I and using this all natural American made product. This soap is made on a farm in South Dakota. And you know, I love promoting American businesses. So go check out oldcountrysoap.com. Use coupon code SAV for 20% off your order. Again, that's oldcountrysoap.com. Old spelled O-L-D-E, countrysoap.com. Coupon code SAV for 20% off of your order. Now we have a lot of news to get to today regarding the border. Because we saw a lot of elitist meltdowns so bad that CNN is comparing 
Again, Governor Ron DeSantis sending 50 illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. They're comparing that to the Holocaust. And Kamala Harris's Secret Service is now protecting the border of her home. We are not allowed to have armed security. We're not allowed to have border security. Democrats want to take away your guns. But Kamala Harris has armed Secret Service protecting the border of her home from the illegal immigrants that were shipped there by Governor Greg Abbott. And then the uh, elitists up in Martha's Vineyard are up in arms because, and I'm just going to play the B-roll for you here, we had... um 50 of them show up to this luxury island destination, which they're now saying absolutely cannot house these 50 illegals. Now, Fox News was first on the ground. Ron DeSantis sent two planes, sends two planes of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, this happened. This actually broke last night. It was one of the first things that I saw. Uh, these videos, the migrants arriving and then the cherry on top of the cake was waking up this morning and then seeing two migrant buses arriving outside of Vice President Kamala Harris's house. Uh, so she has a residence in D.C. that is near the Naval Observatory. And this morning, there was a group of, uh, of about 101 illegal immigrants that made their way to her front door. So that's what we're showing you on screen is those illegal immigrants that are exiting that bus, making their way to DC, making their, their journey throughout America. Between 75 and 100 migrants who were picked up in Eagle Pass, Texas, were sent there by Greg Abbott per Fox News. And when I tell you, I have never seen a bigger backtrack. Now, the memes that have come out of this situation today have been just chef's kiss hilarious. The one I have on screen here is the uh, Homer Simpson who slowly just goes back into the bushes. He's holding the, in this house, we believe in Black Lives Matter. No human is illegal. And then he basically comes back out with a no trespassing sign. This meme captioned Martha's Vineyard right now after, uh, again, Rand DeSantis sends 50 illegal immigrants over there. One of my other favorites is Michelle Obama looking nice and happy as an illegal immigrant says, I come here and it's the United States uh, flag. And then it's Martha's Vineyard and it says, I go here. And she's like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. If you illegally cross into the United States, you have to stay in Arizona or Texas. You can't come here. You can't come to the nice place where we live and where we occupy the territory of. You're not allowed to come over here. You're only allowed to illegally cross over and stay in Texas and Arizona. We are going to go ahead and keep the border crisis down there. Uh, you know why Kamala Harris hasn't really been down to the border? Because she doesn't want to see that. Neither do the residents of Martha's Vineyard. So if uh, Texas and Arizona could kind of keep that over there, that would be really incredible. If Florida could keep the illegal, you know, migrants in Florida, that would be that would be really great. Now, we've been hearing from the entire Biden administration, specifically our press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, clueless Karine. We're going to start calling her from now on because she has no idea what she's doing. Um so we have clueless Kareen, who has been lying to us, and I believe just yesterday said that our border was secure. Remember, we also have DHS head secretary, yeah, head Alejandro Mayorka saying that the border's under control. Kamala Harris has said the exact same thing. Let's listen in on um, what the illegal immigrants who are currently crossing the border every single day have to say about this. Um, this was an immigrant in front of Kamala Harris's home this morning. Um, to the immigrants. Let's ask them, uh, Kamala, uh, let's ask them about Kamala's border policy and see how it's going. Let's see. 
And Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter, we come in, free. No problem. And then, but it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally, that's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. Okay. The one thing about the migrants, because again, I've gone to the border myself and I have interviewed them. I have seen the crisis, unlike Kamala Harris. They're very honest. If they're doing something illegal, if they crossed over illegally, they're going to say it. If you ask them, who told you you can come over here illegally? They will tell you, oh, Joe Biden, under Donald Trump, we were told to do not come to the border because you're going to be deported. But as soon as Joe Biden got into office, we were all told that, yes, the border is wide open. So the illegal immigrants actually very honest in responding to um, who is telling them they can come over here. And again, going back to that statistic that I talked about at the beginning of the show, since Joe Biden has taken office, 4.9 million illegal immigrants have entered into the United States. And I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, so uh I'm going to estimate here, but I believe it's close to a million of those illegal immigrants were gotaways, which means that Border Patrol did not apprehend them. They weren't properly processed. And oftentimes the reason why these illegal immigrants don't want to be processed is because they either have criminal records or they're smuggling drugs or humans or, you know, something very sinister like that. So a million people who are, you know, kind of just walking around through the United States with criminal records that may or may not be deported after they murder somebody again. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Joe Biden's border policy. But now that Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis have decided to bring the border crisis to the very doorstep of the same people who advocate for open borders and advocate to be a sanctuary city like Mayor Eric Adams of New York, like Mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris themselves. Remember that when Joe Biden was uh in his initial run for president, he was basically saying, yeah, we want to bring in millions of immigrants. We want to give them citizenship. Come on over, guys. I should have brought that up for this show. I didn't even think about it until just now as we're discussing this subject. But even before Joe Biden got into office, he was talking about his open border policy, which is why when he did become president, when he was installed as president, the cartels were like, oh, we're going to be making bank. And I have discussed how under Donald Trump, the cartels were making about 500 million under Joe Biden, they're making 13 billion. That is, I believe, a 26 uh, time increase in the amount of money that they're making because it is a very lucrative business, human trafficking. Okay. And we are seeing more and more videos come out every single day of these migrants that are being found in refrigerated trucks. Remember the 50 illegal immigrants that died in the truck in San Antonio from heat exhaustion because they were being smuggled. This is something that's happening every day to the point where young American teenagers are being recruited to smuggle illegals from the border. Okay, cartel members or human smugglers will say, hey, we'll give you $3,000 per person. All you have to do is put them in your truck and take them from Eagle Pass up to San Antonio or to their whatever destination in Texas. That's a very real issue that is happening here. And teenagers in America are being targeted with that. This has been an issue that's been going on for a long time. I myself reported on the uh, children who were being smuggled throughout the United States. Remember this story that I brought up? Uh, this was one that I broke last month. Biden whistleblower exposes secret 
night flights of immigrant children, thousands of kids per week. The whistleblower that I spoke to that worked for MVM Inc., which is a federally funded company, he was telling me how they ship around two to 5,000 children per week from Texas throughout the United States. Was the left up in arms about that? No. Did they care about that? No. Does, did, did anyone on the left care that our taxpayer dollars were going towards handing children over, illegal immigrant children, to unvetted adults that they didn't know? Absolutely not. Nobody cared. But now that it's on their doorstep, now that it's on their doorstep, per the Daily Wire, Biden pressures Mexico to take migrants as GOP governors send illegal immigrants to Democrat areas. The hypocrisy is astounding. And none of us are surprised by this in the slightest, right? That now that Democrats are having to face the consequences of their own actions, we're seeing the biggest backtrack known to man. And this is not the first time this has happened. This is one of the most iconic tweets from the BLM era, and we can never let it die and we can never forget it. So this was from Chris Palmer uh, of the NBA. And First off, the photo he's responding to was low-income housing being burned down in Minneapolis by Black Lives Matter. And he quote tweets it and says, burn that shit down, burn it all down. I apologize for the language, but that's what the tweet says. And then two days later, three days later, he says, they just attacked our sister community down the street. It's a gated community and they tried to climb the gates. They had to beat them back, then destroyed a Starbucks and are now in front of my building. Get these animals the F out of my neighborhood. Go back to where you live. So Black Lives Matter was our intro to, again, the border crisis and the hypocrisy that we were going to be seeing from this, from not even the administration, but from the left as a whole, right? During BLM, it was like, yeah, burn down low income housing for minorities. Yeah, destroy minority communities. Yeah, BLM, go ahead and loot, murder, riot, destroy small businesses throughout America. But then as soon as BLM was in Beverly Hills looting and rioting, then it became a problem. As soon as BLM was uh, trying to hop the border of the, uh, you know, millionaires in California, then BLM, yeah, Black Lives didn't matter as much then. Please keep Black Lives mattering and all the looting and rioting to the minority communities. Don't bring it to the affluent areas where we pay millions of dollars for our homes. Just keep it in the lower and middle income areas. Thank you so much. So we've seen this type of hypocrisy and backtrack. Um, in 2020. Now we're seeing it again in 2022 with the border. So again, uh, Joe Biden starting off with pressuring Mexico to take migrants as GOP governors send illegal immigrants to Democrat areas. And um, the best part of this too is that Reuters reported that the administration is pushing Mexico to accept migrants from Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela because of the difficulty in deporting them from the U.S., the report noted that the historic 1.8 million migrant arrests alone in the fiscal year of 2022 underscored the political liabilities created by the crisis on the southern border, which many experts say was caused by the administration's lack of border enforcement and incentives. The report said that Biden's that Biden officials believed that using Title 42 is a way to deter migrants from illegally crossing into the U.S., even if it contradicts the Democratic Party's more welcoming message towards migrants. Mexico does not want the migrants from those three nations because those nations also push back against having to accept deportations flights from Mexico. So the United States asking Mexico to keep the migrants because our border policy is so poor that we can't even enforce our own laws here at home. 
But now that these illegals are making their way to the affluent neighborhoods that Democrats occupy, now they believe in border security. Here is Kamala Harris's Secret Service securing the border, armed, uh, armed Secret Service, mind you, securing the border wall around her home and making sure that the illegal immigrants did not cross it. Watch this. We're just watching our uh, residents. And were you, were you notified that they were coming, that these migrants would be showing up? I have no comment. Okay, so it says here. Do you know where they where they, they need to go here, from here, or are you just trying to make sure they stay away from the border? I have no comment. Yeah, just uh, make sure they're everybody safe and away from us. Yeah, we're just trying to uh, make sure that everybody is safe and away from our fence, which is the biggest irony of all, because the Democrats refuse to make sure that illegal immigrants aren't away from our fence, the Americans people's fence right at our southern border. They're allowed to have borders. They're allowed to have armed security. They're allowed to have guns. There was a story about a Democrat who had her guns stolen out of her home. That one came out either earlier this week or last week, and she was an anti gun Democrat. And then she was saying that her guns were stolen out of her home. But I don't need to tell you guys this because you're a very smart audience. We all know that Democrats will push for all of these policies, but then secretly behind the scenes, they're like, yeah, um, not having a secure border and not having guns really doesn't fly with us. Again, when it affects the lower and middle class communities, we don't really care because we're not really like a part of that. But when you bust these criminals to our doorstep, yeah, well, we need our guns so we can protect ourselves, but you can't, sorry. Now, Kamala Harris, of course, took responsibility for her border policy and she came forward and she discussed to reporters, which again, uh, you know, Joe Biden, similar to Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden turning his back on reporters is like Joe Biden turning his back on Americans because reporters are supposed to be the voice for America. Reporters are supposed to be asking the questions that Americans want answers to. And then, you know, Joe Biden either responding or turning his back on said reporters is his response to America as a whole as well. So Kamala Harris, the, in, in, you know, a very rare clip takes responsibility for these illegal immigrants showing up at her doorstep. And this was her response to the failed border policy. Let's listen. Vice President Harris, any comment on the migrants that were dropped off at the Naval Observatory? Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. You think that I could find a, a video of Kamala Harris taking responsibility for her own border crisis? Absolutely not. For my podcast listeners, if you're listening and you're a little bit confused, like I didn't hear any response from Kamala Harris. Yeah, it's because there was none. There was none. Kamala Harris this morning was asked about the illegal immigrants that were dropped off in front of her home. And just like she does with everything else. And I guarantee you this. OK, this is my prediction right now. She turned her back to this reporter and she refused to respond because she hasn't gotten her talking points yet. But the talking points have since dropped. And I'm going to get into what those talking points are uh, here in a moment. But Kamala Harris does not have an original thought in her mind. Kamala Harris has no idea what she's doing, which is why every single time she goes to, I don't know, NASA and talks about space, the entire speech is about how space is in space and space is big and there's big space in space. If you think that's an exaggeration, again, I will find that clip of Kamala Harris talking about space to NASA scientists or it's just, it's so sad to watch. It really is. 
She's not coherent because she has no idea what she's talking about, similar to our press secretary. And she hasn't received her talking points. And this morning, she didn't know what to say in response to the illegal immigrants at her doorstep, because the only thing that she could genuinely think about would be to say, OK, yeah, we kind of failed at the border policy and we were kind of expecting the illegals to stay in Florida, Arizona, and New Mexico. We weren't expecting them to be in Washington, D.C. That's kind of an issue that we, we really didn't foresee. We probably shouldn't have, uh, you know, exacerbated that issue, but we kind of did. That's the truth. And that's probably the first thing that came to mind, which is why she didn't respond. But I guarantee you that the new talking points that are coming out, she will in the next upcoming days reiterate those as her own original thought. We'll get into those talking points right now. But again, just to highlight how mis not even misinformed, just uneducated and how ignorant this administration is because they don't care about the American people. They disregard the American people, which is why the majority of United States citizens are so upset at this administration because we all feel disregarded. Oh, the economy's crashing. Biden administration, disregard. Oh, inflation is at a 40-year high. Biden administration, disregard. Oh, the border is being overrun and crime is surging and nobody can afford to rent housing because, oh, the illegal immigrants are starting to take up that housing too. Democrats disregard, uh, except for in Martha's Vineyard, because uh, 50 illegal immigrants in Martha's Vineyard, like you guys do not belong here. They go back to Texas. Just that way, that way, not this way, not north, south. Okay, south to Florida, to Texas, to Arizona. North is no. DC, New York, Martha's Vineyard, no, you can't come here. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. There's an invisible line of privilege, okay? The Democrats live up here, the Republicans live down here. You need to you need to respect that line. Some would call it a border, but we're not going to call it that because, you know, negative connotations. So we're just going to call it like a line that you guys need to respect. So go back to Florida, uh, New Mexico, Texas or Arizona, okay? So Green Jean Pierre, clueless Kareen. She had to respond to the debacle that was the illegals in front of Kamala Harris's house and the 50 illegals that are overrunning Martha's Vineyard. This was her response. Look at the body language. Look at where her eye contact is at. It's not looking at the reporters that she's responding to, by the way. Her eye contact is down at her notes because she's like, ah, damn, I have no idea how to respond to this without actually taking responsibility for this administration's botched border policy. So I'm just going to stick to the notes here. Listen to Karine Jean-Pierre, who not only thinks that Ted Cruz is the governor of Texas, um, but also could barely respond to reporters without looking away from her notes. Listen. So as we have said repeatedly, there is a, there's a process in place. Uh, we have had a process in place. There's a legal way of doing this. Um, and uh, for managing migrants, Republican governors interfering in that process and using migrants as political pawns is, uh, is shameful, is reckless, and just plain wrong. And remember, these are people who are fleeing communism, who are fleeing hardship. And if these governors truly care about uh, border security, they should ask Texas Governor Ted Cruz and Florida Senators Marco Rubio and Rick Scott why they voted against the president's request for record, record funding for the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> the Department of Homeland Security. <clears throat> Okay, Karine Jean-Pierre. So first off, she knows that she's in trouble, which is why she's staring at her notes. Second off, 
There is most likely a reason why these Republican governors voted against uh, funding the Department of Homeland Security, because similar to all of the other bills that they try to pass that are good for the American people, all of those taxpayer dollars are actually going towards giving Congress a raise or going towards, I don't know, funding some minute and ridiculous issue that's not actually going to help the American people. So one, Karine Jean-Pierre is saying that there's a legal process in place that we've been trying to adhere to, okay? There's a process that we have been trying to enact, and that process has been allowing open borders, but now that there's consequences to those open borders, the policy is just to lie to your face about it, okay? So that's Karine Jean-Pierre. That's how she's handling this whole situation horribly. Kamala Harris has just straight up decided not to respond because she hasn't gotten her talking points yet. Talking points incoming, by the way. Uh, and again, just a highlight, this is probably as close to reporting on the border crisis that CNN has ever gotten. Uh, David Marcus points out, for two years, residents of Del Rio, Texas, have dealt with thousands of migrants every day. 50 arrive in Martha's Vineyard, and CNN rushes a reporter there. Amazing. And that's exactly it. CNN is not going to go report on the border crisis. They can't go down there. Because if they go to Yuma, Arizona, if they go to Eagle Pass, if they go to McAllen... They're going to see illegal immigrants crossing the border, and that's going to make Joe Biden look really bad. So they're just going to not go down there. But now that they're in Martha's Vineyard, CNN's right on it, and that's as close as they're ever going to get to reporting on the border. Now, the new talking points that have dropped, this one is not one that's going to stick because it's that ridiculous, but we're still going to highlight it just to show you how much the left is malfunctioning and how all of their brain chips are exploding right now because they don't know how to respond to the crisis that they created. CNN today said that Governor DeSantis chartering free flights for illegal aliens to an ultra wealthy sanctuary jurisdiction has the same themes as, yes, you guessed it, the Holocaust. Yes, my friends, shipping illegal immigrants on beautiful air conditioned flights where they probably get little bags of pretzels and, you know, a free drink with ice cubes in it. Sending them to the luxury vacation destination of Martha's Vineyard, a destination, mind you, that Obama and um, Barack Obama and Michelle have an elite mansion on. OK, so the governor, Ron DeSantis, okay, doing these illegal immigrants, such a huge favor, because we all know that everybody in Florida is a horrific white supremacist Nazi. So he was like, OK, I'm going to take you away from all these horrific people in Florida and I'm going to send you to the top luxury destination of Martha's Vineyard where the Obamas live. OK, because they're a sanctuary city, too. I actually don't know if, no, no, Massachusetts is a sanctuary state and Martha's Vineyard voted majority for Biden back in uh, 2020. So, of course, CNN, not knowing how to respond to this, says that this is equatable to the Holocaust, my friends. This is equatable to the Holocaust. And, of course, this was one of the most ridiculous things that could have come out of the media today. Uh, but it gets worse. And this is the talking point that we are going to see from Kamala Harris in the next couple of days as she's forced to respond to this. I mean, maybe she'll completely ignore it, but if she doesn't ignore it, this is what she's going to say. So first off, Martha's Vineyard has declared a humanitarian crisis after 50 illegal immigrants made their way to the island per Ron DeSantis or via Ron DeSantis. They have now declared a humanitarian crisis. So Kamala Harris is going to come forward and say the Republicans are creating a humanitarian crisis by sending these illegal immigrants to places where they don't want to be. Now, Jesse Kelly makes a very important point here as well, because the 
residents of Martha's Vineyard said that their island jumped into action. They put together 50 beds. They gave everybody a good meal. They gave them medical care because they're a community that comes together to support immigrants. Jesse Kelly highlights, I can't wait until your emergency rooms are flooded, your schools become bilingual, and your women aren't safe after dark. Then you'll know what border states have endured for years. So the citizens of Martha's Vineyard saying, oh, we're such good people, like we are going to take care of the illegal immigrants that have made their way here because we're just better than the Republicans who continue to ship them off. Yeah, y'all are dealing with about 50 people, not thousands every single day. So... Absolutely hilarious to see. And I wish that I had this other tweet open, but there was another resident who basically did a long Facebook post saying that Republican governors shouldn't be taking advantage of, uh, you know, illegal immigrants and using them as a political tool. This is rhetoric that we're hearing come out. And this is so funny, you guys. This is, I, the irony of what is coming out of the left right now, I, I'm speechless and I don't even know how to describe the levels of irony because they are that insane. So Gavin Newsom's response to Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis is that he's formally requesting the DOJ begin an immediate investigation into the inhumane efforts to use illegal immigrants as political pawns. And in his letter to Merrick Garland, he tries to equate Governor Ron DeSantis shipping illegal immigrants to a luxury island destination or, you know, Greg Abbott shipping these illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. to kidnapping. And of course, Newsom trying to use the migrant kid angle here. Remember, federally funded organizations ship migrant children throughout the United States every single day and give them over to unvetted adults. It was never an issue then. But now that they're at the doorstep of the Democrats, now we need to get the DOJ involved. Merrick Garland, get, get up out of bed right now. We need to get on this immediately. We need to help these kids because this is a humanitarian crisis. OK, this is a cruel, cruel thing that is happening. We need to protect the kids. We cannot allow the Nazi Republicans to continue on like this. Now, NPR says that the governor of Florida paid to fly these 50 migrants. And the way they got them on the, the plane was a woman said that they were going to get help and that they were going to be flown to Boston. So this is how the left wing is reporting on this, right? To which I would say what Governor Ron DeSantis offered these immigrants, he didn't lie about that at all. Help is supposed to arrive in the sanctuary cities that say they want these illegal immigrants. If they want to be sent to Boston, well, guess what? Martha's Vineyard, much closer to Boston than anywhere in Florida is. So the sanctuary cities who said they were going to welcome these illegal immigrants with open arms. Yeah, they're going to provide the help and they're going to provide the flights. So Soledad O'Brien, who was a former CNN anchor and is unfortunately for all of us, a member of the media, says this is basically human trafficking. Cheered on by people who call themselves Christians. It's disgusting. So... Former CNN anchor saying that this is basically human trafficking, right? Gets better.
Seth Abramson, who is a New York Times bestselling author and attorney and journalist for, you guessed it, CNN, says, I am informed by experts on the subject that the crime that Ron DeSantis committed yesterday was human smuggling rather than human trafficking. Two terms often completed in, conflated in major media. ABC News just yesterday. Apologies for the confusion, but Ron DeSantis is a criminal. Hashtag remove Ron. He's a human smuggler. Okay. So the new talking point of the left is that what Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis are doing is human smuggling. From Rick Wilson, a friend points out that Ron DeSantis flew two plane loads of illegal immigrants from Venezuela to Martha's Vineyard without coordinating with DHS or INS. Does that make him a coyote? I mean, I'm no lawyer, but under 8 USC 1342, and then he highlights that um, knowing or in reckless disregard of the fact that an alien has come to enter or remains in the United States is a violation of the law. So apparently the left now cares about laws and human trafficking and human smuggling. But guess what? Guess when they didn't care about it? Well, just yesterday when New York City was human smuggling migrants from New York Back to Florida or back to other states. New York City officials claim that many of the migrants who are being bused from Texas didn't want to go to New York, so they're helping them to get to other states. Now, if this person's here illegally, transporting them across state lines, yeah, it would kind of be human smuggling, right, or human trafficking if you wanted to look at the uh, definition, but no. Under Joe Biden's administration, because do not forget that they have been secretly flying illegal immigrants to New York and across the country for months now, months on months, when the Biden administration does it with your taxpayer dollars, it's not human smuggling then, you guys, come on. It's not. It's not. But Ron DeSantis sent 50 illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. That's a human trafficking crime, okay? We need to hold him responsible. Greg Abbott is a human smuggler coyote at this point. The hypocrisy is astounding. It's just absolutely astounding. And again, the best part of all of this, we have this uh, article from Slate from back in July of 2017, how Massachusetts became a sanctuary state, a landmark ruling from the Commonwealth's highest court could change the future of immigration enforcement. And then from Newsweek today, Representative Slam's evil GOP plot as DeSantis sends migrants to Martha's Vineyard. How dare Ron DeSantis send illegal immigrants to a sanctuary city that said that they wanted illegal immigrants there and wanted to take care of them? How dare he? Now, this is such an issue that even the, again, Democrat mayors of Sanctuary City, like Lori Lightfoot, for example, are calling this a national problem that needs a national solution. So Corrine Jean-Pierre and this entire administration can pretend that the border crisis isn't an issue all day long. But, you know, now that, again, these illegal immigrants are making their ways to Democrat cities, now Democrats are even starting to change their tunes and turn their back on the Biden administration. Here was Lori Lightfoot, who has only received a couple busloads of uh, illegal immigrants from Chicago, talking about what's happening to her city and to New York as well. Listen to the horrific number of illegal immigrants, okay? Because remember, millions at this point have crossed um, Arizona and Texas. But listen to the numbers of how many have made their way to New York. Listen. Obviously, we have resources that we've reprogrammed um, to, I think, as uh, the senator said, uh, so eloquently to meet the moment. But if this moment continues for weeks and months, there's going to be there. There has to be more. 
Um, there's a finite number of resources that are available uh, through FEMA. We intend to get every single penny that we possibly can. But I meant when I said earlier, if monies are going to the state of Texas and they're abdicating the responsibilities that they agreed to <clears throat> to get those monies, those monies need to be reprogrammed and sent to states uh, and cities like Chicago, like New York, um, like uh, uh, Washington, D.C. New York, to date, um, as of yesterday, had 11,000 people that had come to New York City. I mean, contemplate that number. Um, I had a, a, a series of very uh, productive conversations when I was in D.C. on Friday, but we're not going to put take our foot off the gas to say that we need a comprehensive plan from the federal government. And again, we all know what the, the reality is. This is a national problem. It needs a national solution. Um, so things are getting so bad that Democrats are now asking for a comprehensive border plan. Democrats are. And our press secretary still has the audacity to go up in front of the United States every single day and say stuff like this. The, the busing aside, how do you explain this influx? Uh, well, again, we, we understand that we have work to do. We understand that. And we have been doing the work to do that. Uh, we have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border and rebuild a safer and orderly process system. How does it feel to be lied to every single day? by the people who pretend to be our leaders? How does it feel to know that Karine Jean-Pierre has no problem pretending that the administration has been taking every single action that they can for the past year and a half to secure the border? If border security means letting millions of illegals and criminals flood the United States every single day, change our demographic, kill American citizens, bring in fentanyl, bring in a multitude of other drugs, um, enrich and embolden the cartels, then yeah, they've been doing a great job with border security. But I don't think that their definition of security is the same as our definition of security. Uh, but you know what, you guys? Light bulb just went on in my head. I'm an idiot. We just don't, it's, it's like recession, right? Remember how recession meant the opposite of what it means to us, to the Biden administration? That's the same exact thing for border security. It just means the exact opposite. So when Corinne Jean-Pierre says we're working on border security, she really means we've been doing our best and brightest and hardest job, okay? Uh, or sending our best and brightest and working as hard as we can to make the border as unsecure as possible. Now, Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis have responded to why they have taken the actions that they did. Let's start off with Ron DeSantis on why he decided to make the horrific decision to send illegal immigrants on chartered flights, chartered air-conditioned flights to a luxury island destination. Let's listen. People visiting here, we were the number one state for foreign tourism by far in 2021 for all U.S. tourism. But even people across the border, there's a lot that say they want to come to Florida. So our message is, you know, we're not a sanctuary state. Uh, we don't have benefits or, or any of that. There are some sanctuary jurisdictions, and that would be better. Now, what would be the best is for Biden to do his damn job and secure the border. So that was Ron DeSantis responding as to why he has decided to so inhumanely ship these poor 
poor illegals to Martha's Vineyard. I'm at the point where I'm about to go pretend to be an illegal immigrant so I can get a free flight to Martha's Vineyard or New York or Washington, D.C. Then I wouldn't have to pay to go and report on this. Okay, I just go to the border, then I get shipped off and then I could go, you know, have a free trip there. Illegals are being treated better in or than uh, United States citizens are. It's something that we're seeing every single day. Greg Abbott's response is, our supposed border czar, VP Harris, has yet to see firsthand the impact of the open border policies she has helped implement. Texas will continue sending migrants to sanctuary cities like D.C. until Biden and Harris do their jobs to secure the border. Now, like I said at the beginning of this show, watching the absolute meltdown from the left, from the open borders left, regarding the immigrants who have made their way to D.C. and Massachusetts has been spectacular to watch, has been hilarious, has been ironic, has been truly a gift. But at the same time, I watch this happen and it doesn't sit right with me that these illegal immigrants are being shipped further and further into the United States. Now, so many conservatives have had this back and forth of, okay, well, you know, it's the responsibility of the federal government to deport illegals. Uh, We can't do it at a state level. Really? Now, this is why Carrie Lake is as popular as she is with the people of Arizona. This is why Carrie Lake will become the next governor of Arizona. This is why Carrie Lake is one of the most bold and strong voices in America right now, because this is Carrie Lake's response to Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis shipping illegals further into our country. Listen to Carrie Lake and what she plans on doing as governor, because keep in mind, Arizona, similar to Texas, is a border state. Listen to her response as to what she will do to stop the invasion of illegals at our border every single day. You know, I actually I get a kick out of it watching these liberal mayors just, you know, throw their hands up and say we can't handle it because it's life every day for us in these border states. However, I'm not a fan of it, Tucker. I mean, we're just taking people here illegally who shouldn't be here. We're moving them further inland. My plan is the most bold, aggressive plan on the border. We're going to secure the border. We're going to call it what it is, issue a declaration of invasion on day one, get troops on the border in the form of our National Guard. We're going to stop people from from coming over. Joe Biden gave control of our border to the cartels. And on day one, we're going to invoke our Article 1, Section 10 authority and take back control of our border away from the federal government. They've, it's a dereliction of duty what they've done. Yes. And we're not going to let Joe Biden drag the state of Arizona down while he's trying to destroy this country. Why does Carrie Lake have bigger bowls than Greg Abbott does? Why does Carrie Lake understand how to properly run a border state better than Greg Abbott does? Why is it that Carrie Lake understands that if the federal government is not taking care of its people, then she has the ability and the power to do that as governor? Why is it that Carrie Lake understood immediately, hey, if the corrupt FBI is going to be politically persecuting and harassing Americans, we are not going to allow them to have jurisdiction in the state of Arizona? Why is it that Carrie Lake understands this so beautifully, but Greg Abbott just thinks, oh, we can't do anything, so we're just going to send the illegals deeper into America? That's not a solution. My friend Ian Smith tweets this out. This is a very extreme example of what really does need to be done, but he basically says, real resistance requires us to break the rules of the system and not care about the consequences. Sending immigrants to other states isn't fighting back. It's playing right into their hands. Send them back over the border and tell Biden and the feds to eat a beep. 
So that was his his tweet there, right? And of course, easier said than done. But truly, until states start fighting back against the federal government that does not care or speak for the American people, we will never enact real change. What Greg, uh, Governor Greg Abbott should be doing right now is shipping the illegals right back across the border, is getting the National Guard here in Texas and saying, tell them to turn back and not to come here. But no, they're being told to process the illegal immigrants, to pick them up and to ship them throughout the United States. And that's what's happening every single day. So the border in Texas is wide open. And I cannot wait for Carrie Lake to become governor of Arizona to show these men how it's done, because what is happening at our border every single day? This is what is happening. This was a dead body that was found on the border in Eagle Pass, Texas. And if you think that this is a one off situation, this is happening every single day. They are finding dead bodies in Eagle Pass. And this happens in Yuma, Arizona as well. Every single day. I don't know why I have to keep reiterating this, but I will. But I've spoken to active National Guards members myself who say, yeah, the cartel shoots at us all the time. Yeah, we find abandoned children at the border every single day. And why are they left there? Because of Joe Biden's open border policy. The cartel is making billions under Joe Biden. And we're just stuck here as uh, basically targets for the cartel. We're basically helping the cartel at this point, because when the human smugglers tell the illegal immigrants, hey, that's uh, where to cross right over there. There's the opening in the border wall. Border Patrol will go ahead and Uber you to where you need to go. That's what's going on in this country. Carrie Lake understands that Greg Abbott doesn't for some reason. Let's also take a peek at what else life is like for border ranchers. They've been assaulted. Their dogs have been beaten. Their fences have been destroyed and they're finding dead bodies on their property. Ranchers along the South Texas border are having their livelihoods crushed by the volume of illegal aliens trampling through their properties, assaulting and threatening them, beating their dogs, cutting their fences, destroying water lines and breaking into their homes. This is from Zero Hedge. And this is not a new issue. This has been happening for a while, unfortunately. And you know what this is going to lead to in the United States? Again, look internationally to what's going to happen here at home. Sweden had very open border policies and then their women started getting raped by Muslim men and people started getting attacked in the streets. And now the right wing bloc won a narrow majority in Swedish parliament. And how did they win? Let's go ahead and take a peek here. A right wing bloc that includes a nationalist anti-immigration party won a narrow majority in Sweden's parliament on Wednesday. It was a major political shift in the Scandinavian country that had a decades long history of welcoming refugees, but is grappling with a crime wave linked to immigration. So this is what is going to happen in the United States is that people are going to start to get turned off to the open borders policy, as we're already seeing happen with the Democrats that are currently in office. Did any of us ever think that we would hear Gavin Newsom of all people calling on the DOJ to investigate human trafficking or human smuggling? Did we ever think that we would see CNN contributors call for the investigation of human smuggling as a result of the open border policy? Granted, their call for it is severely misguided and it's colluded and they're, yeah, convoluted and doesn't make any sense like granted they're they're idiots about it and they're trying to still pin this on republicans but it's just funny because what they're all saying now is exactly what the right has been saying for a long time they're trying to blame the human smuggling on the republicans but no the human smuggling is happening every single day via our taxpayer dollars 
and the federal government and the human smuggling is happening happening by the cartels who have been emboldened and enriched by the Biden administration. So come 2022 and 2024, the reason why we will see a red wave, because despite Lindsey Graham trying to sabotage uh, the 2022 midterms for the Republicans, we're still going to win because the economy is collapsing and the border is wide open. And even Democrats at this point are trying to are having to say, yes, this is a national issue. So look to Sweden and what happened with their open borders policy as to how Americans are going to start feeling and changing um, regarding, you know, their mindset on this, because our crime is going to begin to surge because Democrat run cities are going to start seeing more and more illegals at their doorstep. But is the Biden administration going to focus in on that? No, 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 absolutely not. The Biden administration is going to be hosting a White House summit to combat racism, violent extremism. This is from Carrie Pickett, a senior congressional reporter for The Washington Times. She says, Scoop, the demand for white supremacy coming from the FBI headquarters vastly outstrips the supply of white supremacy, said one FBI agent. We have more people assigned to investigate white supremacists than we can actually find. So she has this inside scoop that basically the FBI is saying there's not enough white supremacists and there's not enough white supremacy for us to even be investigating this. And this is not a one-off thing. The FBI has already come out and previously, uh, you know, said this exact same thing. They're the, the left and Democrats are so focused in on white supremacy. They pretend that KKK members are running rampant on the streets of America while simultaneously ignoring stories just like this one. 18-year-old self-confessed Crips member arrested for issuing terroristic threats to kill white people. Uh, this was 19-year-old or 18-year-old Reginald Williams. He was arrested on Friday by Memphis police for issuing terroristic threats to kill white people on Facebook Live in the wake of 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly uh, of Memphis committing that mass shooting where he killed uh, several people. Reginald Williams, 18, has been charged with the commissions of act, the commission of act of terrorism, civil rights, intimidation, and disorderly conduct and harassment. Williams has five prior arrests. This comes from Fox 13 Memphis. Williams stated in the video, I'm fixing to go ahead and go Zeke mode on nothing but white people. I catch any white hoes on the sidewalk. You're going to get popped tonight. He already shot a white old man. I'm fixing to shoot a white old lady while her grandkids are in the car. After this comment, the video stopped, the affidavit said. That same day, um, police say Ezekiel Kelly was involved in several shootings across the city. So... The FBI and the Biden administration focused in on white supremacy. Meanwhile, it's a black supremacist across this nation that are hunting down white people and killing them and beating them up every single day. It is black criminals on the streets of New York and San Francisco that are targeting and raping women and shooting people on the streets every single day. And I'm not scared to say that because that's the truth of the matter. The media can frame it as stranger or unknown man or criminal. No, it's a black man because guarantee if it was a white man or majority white men that were committing these crimes. Remember the video that I played last show where it was a black teenager that was brutally beating a white young boy in school? Reverse that. The media would have been all over it and it would have been white supremacist, white man, this or that. So 
Yeah. Okay. Maybe we should be calling out the race because the thing too is, and this is what made me the most upset as well, is the St. Louis woman who was raped in New York City by a stranger. Okay. Let's say this stranger hasn't been apprehended yet. Don't you think it would be good for other women in the area to know if this was a black man, a white man, an Asian man? Don't you think it would be good for women to have some type of identification factor? for the criminals running on the street raping women. No, it's just stranger because it's a black man committing these crimes. And the majority of the crime that we are seeing is being committed by black men, which is unfortunate, but it's true. Now, away from the border issue, the crime issue, and the issue of basically criminals running rampant in our streets, I did want to give you guys an update on the railroad situation. We reported on this last show as well. Uh, update, rail union rejects deal to prevent strike plan for this Friday, September 16th. And uh, Amtrak has now decided to cancel routes as the strike threat nears. That's going to be happening tomorrow. So um, transit systems across the country on edge Wednesday amid the threat of a freight rail worker strike, making preparations ahead of possible travel dis disruptions that could affect hundreds of thousands of rail customers. Amtrak said it is canceling all of its long distance and some state supported trains starting on Thursday. And from Jackie Heinrich, who is a White House correspondent. New, the White House is talking to FEMA, the Department of Defense, and several other agencies to find ways to move food, energy, and public health products by plane, highways, and waterways if necessary, while Labor Department continues brokering talks to avoid a national railroad strike. So an official said there is no substitute for keeping the railways going, but we are looking at every tool at our disposal. We are paying particular attention to hazardous materials carried by rail, such as chlorine for water treatment plants. So that's what's currently going on with the rail strike. If you thought the economy was doing bad and the supply chain was doing bad, it's going to continue getting worse. Bloomberg also giving us insight into how poorly Joe Biden has done uh, regarding the economy, regarding spending our taxpayer dollars. Biden may buy oil just below $80. Democrats stymie Trump at 24. Now, this is the filling of the strategic oil reserves that Joe Biden has been taking from to lower gas prices. Our strategic oil reserves are supposed to be used in a time of war. Joe Biden has been emptying them to try to uh, basically combat the rising gas prices that he created. The Biden administration is considering replenishing the strategic petroleum reserve when oil dips below $80 a barrel, just two years after Democrats blocked former President Donald Trump from filling the reserve at a fraction of that price. Biden in March ordered the release of a record 180 million barrels of oil from the reserve in an attempt to stem supply shortages and the rapid rise of gasoline prices in the U.S. And I'm not even going to read the following Russia's invasion of Ukraine part of this article because that's a lie. I've debunked that several times. The administration now is looking to protect U.S. oil production growth and prevent crude prices from plummeting, according to people familiar with the matter. Again, back in March of 2020, Trump was looking to stabilize the oil industry after COVID-19 hit and crushed global petroleum demand. With oil at the time priced at about $24 a barrel, Republicans proposed spending $3 billion to fill up the reserve. But the idea, of course, was stopped because of politics. And... Um, now, Joe Biden's looking at filling up that uh, strategic oil reserve for a little bit under $80 a gallon or a barrel. My apologies, a barrel. So uh, just an insight there. Joe Biden had the audacity to tweet this out yesterday. He said, I'm building a clean energy economy from the bottom up and the middle out. And I thought that it was so funny that he used this terminology because the middle is going to be out. The middle class is going to be SOL, okay? 
shit out of luck if Joe Biden is allowed to um, build his clean energy policy and his clean energy economy. The middle class, the lower class is going to be wiped out. So good job of Joe Biden for accidentally telling the truth on that one, or, you know, more likely his intern. It was funny because some of the responses to this tweet come from people like this one named Wanda on Twitter, who says, I'm all about saving this planet we call home, but I have a question. How do people like myself invest in electric vehicles or hybrids living in an apartment where there are no charging stations or living in an area where you wouldn't want to leave a car charging for five minutes? And then you can go on here and you can see that these are actually organic responses of people who are genuinely talking to each other and trying to figure out how they're going to to do this, right? Uh, JRL says, many electric car owners plug into an extension cord and a simple 110 outlet. They get about 30 miles overnight. They just do it every night. It's like having a straw-sized gas dispenser. I can't answer for security of parking. So that's the reality of Joe Biden's energy policy, right? Is, um, oh my gosh. And these were the responses to, I apologize. I thought those were the responses to Joe Biden's middle class is going to be out with my uh, clean energy policy. No, yesterday, Joe Biden was standing in front of this beautiful Corvette during the uh, Detroit Auto Show, where he saw firsthand the electric vehicles that give him so many reasons to be optimistic about the future. Unfortunately, the picture, uh, the car that he's pictured with here is not an electric vehicle. That is a gas-run Corvette that he was having fun revving and driving around and looking at while uh, the rest of America suffers. Now, we all know what a horrible idea it would be to try to implement electric vehicles nationwide because we don't have the infrastructure for it. And again, just look at California as the best example for this. Despite that, we're still seeing headlines like this one from the Gateway Pundit. Could uh, California gas car ban happen at the federal level? Buttigieg wants it to happen quickly. Late last month, California's Air Resource Board approved a regulation that will ban the sale of new gas power automobiles by 2035. Uh, Naturally, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg likes the idea of an electric vehicle mandate a lot. Buttigieg appeared on the Issue Is podcast Friday on KTTV in Los Angeles. He expressed serious interest in rolling out a similar plan at the federal level. It's interesting to see how the states are trying to go above and beyond what we're doing at the federal level, he told Alex Michelson, according to a transcript. So um, if you think that Democrats care about you or care about any of your concerns regarding being able to charge an electric vehicle, remember the video I played of the electric charging stations in California that are essentially the uh, fireplace and the, the warming console for a lot of the homeless tents that are set up around them? Yeah, you want to leave your brand new Tesla in a homeless encampment to charge overnight? I don't think so. By the way, can the average American in this economy even afford a Tesla? Probably not. By the way, while all of this is happening, um, ostracized by the West, Russia finds a partner in Saudi Arabia, but it gets even better than that. Uh, President Vladimir Putin and Chinese leader Xi Jinping met in Uzbekistan today where they reaffirmed their commitment to strengthening their relationship and putting their mark on the global scale. So Russia cozying up to Saudi Arabia and China as we continue to deal with the collapse of the West every single day, as we continue to experience the reality of green energy policy and what it's like to have socialists run our country. It's not fun. It's really not fun. Karine Jean-Pierre made a key point 
regarding the illegal immigrants when she said that they're fleeing communism. Okay, they're fleeing communism. The funniest part about that is, unfortunately, for the illegal immigrants that are fleeing communism, they're coming to America and they're essentially going to run into the exact same thing here in a couple of years if we continue on this trajectory here in the United States. But to leave you on a more positive note, the American people are getting tired of this. The American people are tired of the lies. They're tired of the disrespect from this administration. They're tired of being disregarded. They're tired of not having their voices heard. They're tired of not being protected. They're tired of the hypocrisy. They're tired of Kamala Harris pretending that she's a good vice president while protecting the borders of her home with armed security while you're not allowed to do the same thing. They're tired, which is why we continue to see more and more stories like this one every single day. From the post-millennial, Don Lemon, squeezed out of his primetime slot, moved to mornings in CNN shakeup. Now, I really don't care about CNN too much, but this is a sign of the times, right? Brian Stelter lost his show recently, and now we're seeing Don Lemon losing his primetime slot. And why is that? Let's, let's look at the underlying layer to this. It's because CNN is losing ratings. Because nobody watches CNN. And why does nobody watch CNN? Because the American people are tired of being lied to. The American people are tired of CNN comparing illegals being flown to the luxury resort of Martha's Vineyard, the luxury island of Martha's Vineyard, to the Holocaust. People see CNN for exactly what it is. And even CNN view viewers who voted for Joe Biden are now living through a horrific economy. And even they're saying, OK, maybe this was a mistake. That's why Don Lemon is losing his primetime slot. That is why Brian Stelter got fired from CNN. The American people are tired and they're not going to put up with, it, with this for much longer. The American people are going to have their voices heard in 2022 and 2024. The left has severely overplayed their hand. The Democratic Party utilizing the FBI to politically persecute Donald Trump, Joe Biden's opponent in 2024 most likely, was then taking it way too far. And that was only one of the things they took too far, okay? We're being hit with a multifaceted attack right now on the United States, and the American people will not stand for it. And even the most uneducated and uninformed people who decided that they would rather vote for Joe Biden, even those people are starting to change their minds. I know because I've gone out on the street and I've spoken to them. They straight up told me, I think Donald Trump is a racist, but I would rather have him in office over Joe Biden because the economy was better. Because, yeah, maybe we didn't like his his delivery or his tweets. But he got things done in this country. He cared about the American people. Small business owners were doing great. America was in a much better place. And America cannot continue on like this. So that's my message for you guys today. As we relish in, again, the liberal tantrum that is currently happening as a result and as a consequence of their own policy, I hope that this was the slap in the face of reality that they needed to understand what their neighborhoods are going to look like if we keep going on this way with the border. The 4.9 million who have already made their way over here is way too much. And we need to just stop all immigration as a whole right now, both legal and illegal. That's where I'm at with this. But hopefully the left is learning their lesson. Hopefully the pendulum swings back and we become a, con a country of law and order again because we cannot continue on like this.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Rapid Fire. Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, Old Country Soap. Use coupon code SAV, SAV for 20% off of your order. And remember that this show and all of my reporting is funded by you. So if you would like to support me or you would like direct messaging with me or to uh, have access to all of my show links where I have all the articles, videos and tweets and everything that I reference in this show, the link down below Um to my subscribe star will give you access to all of that. So go click there, go check out my subscribe star. Again, all proceeds go towards this show, go toward the on the ground reporting and go toward giving you guys a voice and making sure that you guys are informed on what is happening every single day. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, remember to go to savsasofficial.com as well, my website for all of my work, my band work, my current work, everything in between. Go check that out. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Savannah Hernandez and I will see you guys next time.